Jane never gives up till stay till the fight one G.I. Joe will dare. G.I. Joe. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show this week talking about ding 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 G.I. bleeping Joe this is knowing is half the podcast and I am race to Canis ding ding bleeping what <laughs> it's Ray, Ray is having a stroke Ugh, too many Pepsi Maxes in a row Ray I, I just I pictured that. Ray on his deathbed his brain going the lights flashing before his eyes and he has no idea where he is. And he just starts saying, Hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. Hey, can I tell, can I tell you really quick? I had, um, this is years ago, like a many years ago, uh, at the earlier part of this millennium, uh, I had hernia surgery, which means that, you know, they had the thing, uh, I was, you know, knocked unconscious and they had my insides all spread out and they had a big sheet. So I couldn't see it if I woke up. And apparently I, I kept waking up and um, they'd have to keep putting me under again, obviously. But one time I woke up and I just, this is legit. This is what the nurses told me afterwards. I woke up in the middle of my surgery and, and I said, hey, everybody. Oh, my God. I said, hey, everybody. I just want everybody to know you're doing a great job. And then I just went right back down again. <laughs> Oh my god. That is an absolutely is, true story that happens. Best thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> so Gina, you're not wrong, is what I'm trying to say. I'm Gina Bolito. I'm Robert Clark. And we are talking about Valor <laughs> hey, versus He cut you off. He cut well, you off. You had your chance. You had your chance. They need to know who I am. Okay, who are you? I don't want to uh, do this anymore. <laughs> you broke him. You broke him, Ray. That's Robert Clark Chan, and we are talking about Valor versus Venom. This is part one. We realized based on its length, it cuts out perfectly to about three episodes. So we're going to do part one, part two, part three, because, you know, we're not going to watch more than like 22 minutes for this show in a row. We're gonna are you kidding me? Milk, milk it for content. Milk it for, we yeah. are a content call, farm after all. Call us the Hobbit books because we're going to squeeze way too much out of this. <laughs> It's fair, but we're not going to have like 72 endings like Lord of the Rings. (laughs) So you got that going for you. Don't you mean the Hobbit movies? Yes, I meant the call us the Hobbit books because Hollywood is going to squeeze too many movies out of it. Wait a minute. The Hobbit books came first. God, I don't I don't think you know how Hollywood works. (laughs) Let me explain to you how writing in Hollywood Uh, so this movie was made in 2004. I didn't realize it was like a direct follow-up to the 2003 uh, yes. movie that we just watched, which we all liked despite the terrible uh, Spy Troops. That's what it was called, despite the terrible computer animation. So I went in with some some pretty high hopes because I read the Wikipedia page before this, uh, and you will find out if my hopes were dashed or lived up to. Oh, spoiler. Wow. Well, the first I don't thing because I think, now I'm paranoid that no matter what, Chan will be a contrarian. Uh, Ray will forget what I said as soon as I say it anyway, or attribute what I said to Chan. So now I'm playing things close to the vest, boys. It's hmm. a great point, Chan. <laughs> 
So here's the deal. I will say I was worried that the animation was going to be stinky, you know, Beast Wars level garbage. And as soon as we start up, I'm seeing like actual motion. And I was like, whoa, this is night and day compared to Spy Troops as far as animation goes. Now, it's not not premiere level, but oh my gosh, no, 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 no. There's fluidity to most of the movements that happen on screen. They don't look like they're all wearing rubber masks. No, okay, here's the thing. I did did write down that it was slightly better, but then I wrote down, or maybe I'm just used to it, but I decided it was slightly better. It's still, their movements still look like they're, like in a, in a video game and you're just sort of standing there and rocking back and forth. Uh, but, but it does look slightly better. Like this, it has come, it has come a ways in the year between movies. That being said, there are some truly terrible, terribly animated moments throughout this, including when they're trying to like light faces and you can see the background through the skin of their face. It's really weird that they didn't try and correct any of this. Maybe they did. Maybe this was just as good as it could get. Maybe it was also intended to be played on like 13 inch screens as opposed to our gigantic 80 inch juggernauts that we have with HD. What? Now. How are you watching these? I watch these on my fucking MacBook Air. <laughs> I put them on my TV at home in my living room, my gigantic uh, oh. uh, entertainment complex. No, hell no. I'm watching the this by the minute in between doing work. <laughs> well, that I know. Yes, that's absolutely true. No, I, I think the animation, I, I disagree with Gina. It's still not like it's not perfect. And Gina has some absolutely very correct examples of times they do not hit the mark, but like there's fluidity in the mo in the movement that did not exist in spy troops where everybody looked like they were a GI Joe with Kung Fu grip, like turning side, you know, turning and their torso's not really moving when they walk. And here I actually felt like there was some real animation that happened. Like they actually put some money into this at somewhere. And, Chan, and I think the animation is considerably better. What say you Chan trash? How dare you? That's all we get. Yeah, I think you're just used. I think you're just more used to it, Ray, because it's still not good. It's it's like it's it's like if someone tortured you like last month with knives, and then this time it was just socks filled with rocks, and you're like, oh, socks filled with rocks is a delight, and everyone's like, no, it's not. You're just used to being stabbed. I mean, (laughs) rock socks are pretty fun. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Uh, it's, it's fun for the people who are swinging the rock socks. I mean, in terms of bruising, you know, you, you, you've got uh, uh, rocks and socks. Uh, you have oranges and towels, which is worse because <laughs> it doesn't even show the bruising. Um, and Plus then you, you have, get to eat uh, the oranges afterwards, which is my favorite part of beating someone with oranges. I d- you have some really friendly uh, be- beaters. Do we call them beaters? <laughs> Because they don't, they don't usually leave the oranges for you. Um, uh, no, I'm the one doing the beating. I'm not getting the beating. No one's beating me with oranges. I'm Italian. I could be in the mob. I see. So when you're saying that uh, this torture is really not that bad, you're speaking <laughs> as the person who's doing the torturing. Yeah, That's I'm not- saying Ray is saying it's not that bad. I'm assuming the person stabbing him and then switching to socks with rocks is me. Ah, okay. No, no, no. This this makes a lot more sense, and I'm aboard. I agree. Look no at me part of this. agreeing with you, sense. Gina. I mean, we both agree this animation sucks, Dick. Oh, absolutely. It's How dare you? 
How dare you? Now, I, I wanted to look this up because one of the things that really struck me is that this was written by Garfield. And by that, I mean Garfield Reeves Stevens yeah, and we know. Judith Reeves Stevens. Mm. What, and so I was you, curious, like, who is this that, person? Did you think that anybody <laughs> on this podcast or listening in the audience for a moment was faked out and was like, do you mean the cartoon cat Garfield? It's because if Ray was listening to a podcast and they said it was written by Garfield and they didn't immediately qualify that, he would walk around for the rest of his life thinking either the cartoon cat wrote it or the guy who voices the cartoon cat. Lorenzo Music, yeah. Or the president, (laughs) James Garfield. No, he would never think it was the president. F y'all, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put an ad break right after I said Garfield and see who who comes back to shock. How about that? I think it's only gonna be you. I think you're gonna listen to this podcast, forget everything that happened and that you said, and you're gonna be like, Garfield? Oh, okay. I I, I, I said it wasn't. It. I said it was a writer with the first name of Garfield, but for a minute I had me going there. <laughs> Interesting. Well, here's the, the deal. Uh, I had me going there. <laughs> and then as you're thinking that thought, I'm going to come up behind you and hit you in the back of the head with a sock full of rocks. I'll be honest. I think the, 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 the biography of me could say for a minute, I had me going there. And I think that's a very valid, like colon, you know, to put in there. Uh, now the writer here, he wrote uh, three episodes of Batman: The Animated Series. Okay, first of all, there's two writers. There's also a woman that wrote it. I have to look her up separate what? because that's how it works. <laughs> you already looked up the dude, and you said the writer singular. You didn't say you did I'm not qualify. Look. You have erased the woman yeah, in no, your I, brain. I heard it, Ray. I heard it. It's not a good look. I, he's the first one I looked up. What do you yeah. want? Her name comes first in the credits. BT dubs, uh, but not on the <laughs> Wikipedia page. God dang it. Boy, no, you're, you're struggling you, on this one. You, I don't you're know. digging yourself in a deeper hole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear Lord. Well, here's the deal. They worked together a whole heck of a lot. Huh? Why would that? Be I'm that shocked. Uh, to be fair, uh, they actually seem like they just shared the same 25 credits. So they must have worked as a team. <laughs> huh? You don't say. Um, but anyway, she wrote three episodes of Batman, the animated series. Uh, Which episode three of, episodes, please? Oh, God. Uh, Dreams in Darkness, uh-huh. The Strange Secret of Bruce Wayne, uh-huh. and in season uh, Fire from Olympus. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, they wrote, were, okay, those are, those are, those are okay episodes. Uh, uh, episode of The Mighty Ducks. Also wrote the other G.I. Joe Ninja Battles, which is the short film we'll be watching after this. And five mm-hmm. episodes of Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, Ooh, boy. So that happened. I mean. Uh, uh, still writing up to today, uh, something called Aliens Stole My Body, featuring the voice of George Takei as Phil. It's a It looks like a kid's movie, uh, low budget. Hmm. Okay. This looks like it basically look, what you would imagine like Disney Channel productions look like. This is what it looks like, but as a movie. Okay. So, you know. So a nice little career they carved out for themselves. Oh, I'm They're, sorry. He carved out for himself. He carved out for the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, she just, I assume, showed up to the writer's room and made sandwiches. Thank you. See, uh, I keep telling you, Gina, 
if you just <laughs> show up at writer's room that makes sandwiches, you'll get work. <laughs> Don't listen anyway. to me. What do I know? I just yeah, live in Hollywood for crying out loud. North Hollywood. Yeah, North Hollywood. It counts. Don't worry about it. Um, anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Uh, and I was curious to learn more about them. And I just did. Uh, normally, I turn off Siri. But apparently, it's still turned on on my Apple Watch. Because it heard me and said, I don't know what you mean by I just live in Hollywood for crying out loud. North <laughs> off. I heard a wo- like a voice talking. And I was like, what is what is Chan doing? That's what I was I wondering, too. That. <laughs> it's just Chan. Uh, okay, so uh, Gina, talk to us about these droids. <laughs> yeah, so they have they, like these 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 droids, which are which are like you know futuristic looking drones, fly into screen in the first shot, and I was like, those look real real familiar, and they are the exact design from Star Star Wars. Like they are they are the drones on Hoth mm-hmm. looking around for crap. They didn't even try to make them look different. I assume one of the writers put down, you know, Star Wars looking drones and the artists were just like, oh, okay. I guess they just want us to draw Star Wars drones. (laughs) And I did. And I did just for the record. Uh, They look great. They come on in. uh, They're in uh, Washington, D.C., uh, there is there's a, a news report that flashes that says in five different places, uh, somehow all the adults have gone missing from a scene, leaving only the children behind. Yeah. OK, so one of those places is on a cruise ship and I immediately wrote down every kid on that cruise ship is dead yeah. because if if you are on a cruise and all of the adults somehow disappear I mean, even logistics aside of no one is piloting that boat, those kids are going to lure the flies each other in a matter of seconds. I'd like to believe the kids could uh, operate a radio and then somebody could helicopter in and take Hell the boat no. over. I, I think I think maybe they started to and then like one kid just like fell overboard. Uh, I Like I think I think another kid was like like really like panicked and ended up accidentally killing another kid and then just all hell Jeez. broke loose. I and just, that I, all just hell broke think, loose. I mean, here's the thing. It says kids. I don't know if they're including teenagers in there. Cause like if there was a 16 year old there, I would buy that a 16 year old would be like, okay, we just need to sit tight. Eventually someone will notice that we're not going anywhere. But like, you know, if, if you take a a cruise ship and every adult leaves, that means there are babies on board. That is correct. Yes. So like this starts out dark. This starts out with me, Gina Ippolito, assuming that those those 14 year olds are cooking those babies for dinner counterpoint <laughs> as the cheerful one on this show me what? robert clark chan <laughs> what is happening i feel like if just kids are left on a cruise ship they're going to make a beeline for the ice cream there's going to be a lot of ice cream and they could be tied over for several days just plowing through the ice cream. There's going to be no fights, no anything. Kids are just going to gorge themselves on all the desserts. No, here's what's going to happen. One of those little bitches is going to have some sort of horrible food allergy. Mm-hmm. 
and they're going to go for the rocky road uh-huh. and they're just going to go into anaphylactic shock and die. I'm telling you, there are many ways for kids unattended on a boat to die. As someone who has a child who will <laughs> die if he ate Rocky Road, I will say we've done a pretty good job of training him to look out for those things. You're I telling think- me if a, if a bunch of kids were face deep in a pint of unlabeled Rocky Road ice cream, your kid would know not to eat that ice cream. I do not think so. Uh, also, if one of them does keel over, the other kids would be like, huh. And they would continue eating. That <laughs> is the gift and the curse of the ice cream uh, <laughs> is that they're not going to be focused on murdering each other, but also they will not be focused on anything at all. But that ice cream is running out sooner or later. And then that's look, we've all seen we've all read Lord of the Flies. We've all seen Lord of the Flies. We've all seen Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. The, those were like older kids left unattended. Mm. If if there's an entire cruise ship and you know some asshole brought their baby on a cruise, mm-hmm. like there there are going to be dead kids on that. I'm just Look. I'm just saying. It, in my mind, it's canon that kids. Die. Also, they don't go into specifics about where the other. Like they say a cruise ship, and they sort of say locations. I think for the other ones, like yeah, they're Siberia. like Siberia. Oh, yeah, like yeah. Siberia, but it's like in during what? Like, is it was was one was one of the adults that disappeared a bus driver? Like driving a bus full of kids. But I just want to say that having spent time yesterday with Robert Clark Chan and our kids at Bouncing Funland, the cheerful one of the podcast. <laughs> when you were yeah, the cheerful me, one, uh, we went to Bouncing Funland, um, and I, having seen the way these kids. Uh, are without a parent immediately next to them. I think it's entirely possible all the ice cream goes overboard into the ocean <laughs> within five seconds of the parents also disappearing. You can't rule that out. Is all. And I'm then, to say. would you agree that once they throw one thing overboard, they're going to think it's going to be fun to throw a baby overboard? Every single thing is getting thrown overboard. <laughs> Chairs, uh, everything, uh, technology—it's all going in the ocean at that point. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. Now, look, uh, the, the drones show up. They're doing a DNA search, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. I, I guess they're looking for this bear, uh, which we'll talk about in a sec. But there's a security guard, and he gets zapped from behind by the uh, drones. By the way, great, great voice on this security guard. He Kinda is like, like a Jersey or New York guy that's like confused, and he's really hamming it up. See, I got Boston out of it, but maybe we need to hear it again just so the people at home can decide I for could themselves. See, I could see Boston. Who's there? Show yourself. <laughs> now! He's like Peter Griffin. He's he's So yeah. you're right. It is Boston. That's what Show I got Show yourself. Out of it. And he's like... Show yourself. <laughs> Oh, it's a uh, wicked it, pizza. It, it made me it made me chuckle. He shows up again later when the Joes are investigating. And they he's interview just, him, which is he's, fantastic. He's such a doofus. How did he's, he get this security guard it's job? It's a security gig at the <laughs> zoo. It's a, I mean what, do you think there are real high standards for security <laughs> guards? No, I think you just have to really love the animals. No, you do not. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's hilarious! And so the 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 drones find a bear, and then they zap him with a whole bunch of like tranks. No, and, I hate it. Yeah. But yeah. also they see a sign that's like, 
It says wolves, scorpions, snakes, lions, bears. And I just want to know what kind of zoo has this sign. It's like, oh, here, here's where each of these things are in the zoo. There's not like, oh, the, the deer enclosure. There's not, you know, like it's all just like, hey, let's put all the deadliest things on one sign. So if in case that's the only reason you came to the zoo, everyone knows exactly which direction to walk. Well, welcome to back to our murder zoo. <laughs> Everything here can kill you. Again, as the parent of a five-year-old boy, that is the only sign we need. Let's go <laughs> to the murder animal. He doesn't animal. want to see the exotic Fair birds. Point. He wants. He would rather see scorpions. Uh, yeah. Then exotic 100%. birds. Exotic 100%. birds. Why yeah, would you, you want to see an exotic bird? Because they're exotic, dude. You know what else is exotic? Things Panther. that can kill you. <laughs> uh, I was very, oh, I was very concerned for this bear. Um, no. absolutely. You don't know what's going to happen to the bear. I'm not going to I'm not going to cut this thing down because it it makes no sense but I will just say that uh this isn't a special bear it's just a bear they didn't go after any because if the the, the little probes had gone around and hit the scorpions and hit the bears hit the wolves hit all of the deadly animals oh it kind of makes sense they uh, do that otherwise no, they don't. They just do no, the bear. They just no, hit the bear, they, they just show us the bear, but it's it's established later that they've taken DNA from all of those animals. No, no, it's established they've taken DNA from some animals, but when they go back to the zoo, the only thing they said uh, has been tampered with is the bear. Oh, they actively said like, oh yeah, that is stupid. That's that's uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a whole night of it, if if those drones are gonna go through the trouble of getting a babysitter, at least take the time <laughs> to steal DNA from all the deadly animals on the sign. I just feel like if you're trying to be surreptitious about this, if you want, if you have a plan you're trying to enact without people getting in your way, maybe uh, get a bear in a forest. Any yeah, I will say you know no, but here's the deal here. I'll let me real quick, Gina, because I actually don't hate this because if you're looking for a bear, you got to go find a bear and then you got to search the forest. You don't even know if you're going to come across one. No, you know, there's one at the zoo and you know exactly where they are. No, dude, you go to my mom's house anytime between March and November and a bear is going to come to you. Are there just like big gay dudes that hang around with her <laughs> but i will say they do a terrible job of 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 covering their tracks like clearly oh yeah no they just leave they like, go through all the trouble of like going at night always hanging around and mm-hmm. just like uh yeah they like I, like it seems like they're trying to like they're like oh let's like sort of tamper with the security tape but then they're like eh, let's like leave all these fucking needles in the bear <laughs> That's that's crazy to me. Yeah, that, that'll be a plot point later. And I was just like blown away that we went there. Um, but here's the deal. Let's cut over to what the Joe team is doing. And they're playing paintball. Uh, pretty obvious from the weapons that they're holding that I guess they kind of want us to think it's like an actual military action. But the first thing is Duke popping over like a, a, a hedge with a very clear paintball gun. So it took a yeah. lot of the mystery out of it. Um, yeah. but we've got Duke and Hawk. We have a younger version of Hawk here, which I liked. We have a heavy duty and dusty uh-huh. and they're playing paintball with a bunch of kids. Which we don't, we don't, getting... They don't reveal yet that it's kids, which I, I thought that was, I thought that was kind of fun, but fun. I will say that like more so than the last episode, which like now that you've sort of rattled off their resume makes a little bit of sense, but 
Like this, this one felt like it was really pandering to kids at parts because, sure. because like there were, there were some plot points where I was like, oh my God, this is like, this, this is so obvious that it was clear that it was a note from the network to be like, Hey, just assume that the stupidest, stupidest kid is going to watch this and isn't going to understand. Just assume there's a kid in Michigan and his name is Ray Stacanus. He's nine years old and he is not going to understand a thing. So uh, make it really, really dumb. The only but, thing but I would say here is that uh, they would say the mind of a nine-year-old. <laughs> he's nine, but this Ray Stacanus has the mind of a nine-year-old. <laughs> uh, just leave it at that. What's disappointing is they missed the target because I didn't see it until many years later. <laughs> yeah, but it's still their their point still held though. You were still confused of a nine year old. But there's like like there's this yeah. line that I don't I don't dislike it up until this point. But like there's this line where and and I do enjoy the fact that they're trying to make this as serious as possible, even though it's paintball. But before we ever see the kids, like. Du- you know, like uh, Hawk says something to like Duke about like make sure you know who you can trust, and Duke in the cheesiest line read says, "I know who my friends are," and it like made me want to barf. <laughs> I realize that like now out of the woods come these like little kids, and it makes a little bit more sense. But there is a thing that I really like here, which is like I don't know if they're letting the kids win or if the jokes I believe are they just are really I'm terrible. Pretty There's- sure that they are. <laughs> But I mean, fuck that. When I play with kids, I don't, I show, I show no mercy, but they, you know, like they each get shot by paintball and they do this, this, this is a good bit. Mm-hmm. They each have a very dramatic death. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To the point it's where like fun. Dusty is like, he like yells out mama and then like dies. And I was like, oh, <laughs> this is a good bit. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, here's the deal. Like, yeah, I don't like the pandering to kids. But like it's obvious. Here's the deal. the reality of the moment. At least is clear. They're 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 putting the kids over. They're showing the kids like having a good time with paintball. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. We're having fun with it, and we're having fun having fun with it. And so I, 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 I didn't mind the pandering at all here. Um, and the kids are fine. They're good enough, and then they leave right away. So I was happy. I do um, think it, it does feel like uh, uh, because they showed the paintball gun early, but they were still speaking you know in that very dramatic way and that definitely felt like a note saying um okay they originally had or maybe just only showed like the uh the tip of the barrel so like yeah it looks like a gun and they probably said okay make it clear that it is a paintball gun here because we don't want to like scare kids or whatnot Uh uh but they left all of the rest of it in which i get i don't like it but i get it uh yeah i i mean i thought i thought you know like i thought i thought this was with the with the exception of i know who my friends are the delivery of that line i think this is a fun scene i think this 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 to me wasn't one of those moments where it was pandering to kids we're gonna get there in a second though and (laughs) it it, like in a scene where i was just like okay yeah they they, a little bit of goodwill gets lost in the next scene but we'll we'll talk about that hawk uh immediately says i need to go prepare myself for the uh award ceremony for the kids at this event so i'm going to step out you guys make sure the kids are having a good time playing paintball and i'm like that's awesome cut to hawk at basically a uh, uh what do you call it a um a park area uh rest area what a park area bathroom oh, right yeah, <laughs> yeah trying to about? pretend that you don't know what what a what a rest stop at a 
truck area is like Ray. Listen, listen. No, it's a park. It's a goddamn park with a goddamn bathroom in it. It's, what what do you call that? About that an area, an area in, in, in an urban area, but it's like, but there's like trees mm. and like playground equipment. What do they call that? It's a park. It's a park. And the what do they call? No, for real though. What do they call it? That is a bathroom. And, and then, yeah, play where in the park. You have a park bathroom. So it's a greenery outhouse. Um, <laughs> and and Hawk is hanging out around there. And the most shocking thing happens in this lady who is very clearly not the Baroness. It's crazy. It's here's the thing. I think that like she she comes up and her disguise is great. Like she's like a, a fat lady with huge yeah. titties wearing like a pink jogging suit. She's like four foot 11 and like 275 pounds. It's, yeah, it's kind of wild. It's a pretty great character. And like someone that you could imagine like goes to the park to take daily walks and does like to unnecessarily chat strangers up. Like we all know those Absolutely. people who are just like oh you know like and you're just like please stop fucking talking to me i don't i don't like other human beings leave me alone and, but she comes up and she's like oh hello there i am just a portly lady <laughs> and i was like what the hell is happening why they gave her this and this was like the first time i was like this was a network note where they were like, oh, we need kids to understand that it was the Baroness. And it's like, yeah, they can understand that when he tears her face off and underneath is the Baroness. And then Destro comes up and regards her as the Baroness. But it's such a weird note because it's not fooling anyone. And yeah, this was like the first time when I was like, oh, they're really like, they're really, they're really making this for stupid kids. I would argue that, uh, General Hawk was completely confused because he wasn't so concerned that that was the Baroness so much as he was worried that it was Natasha from the Rocky <laughs> Bullwinkle show because <laughs> uh, her accent got real, real Russian. <laughs> I will say, though, that like around the corner, Destro is is hiding quote unquote and he's also in a in some sort of like uniform slash you know he's he's supposed to be disguised but he still has his fucking metal head yes he does so he's not disguised at all there's only one dude in that park that has a silver metal head <laughs> and it's him he can wear all the jogging suits or or uniforms he wants he ain't hiding that head I loved it. Uh, absolutely. She ends up, she comes over. She's like, hey, tell me about G.I. Joe. He's like, ma'am, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Well, of course, you G.I. Joe skis don't know. They cannot say what G.I. Joe is. It's top secret. Ma'am, I'm going to leave now. And then she gasses him. And I'll be honest, the first or second time she name drops G.I. Joe, when it, they're supposed to be off the books, nobody knows about them. He should have just straight up dead sprinted away from her. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's, you know, maybe he's worried about keeping up appearances, looking guilty. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, obviously, Hawk is a little silly here. 
Yeah, um, it, the, fact that he, the fact that he cannot, the fact that she comes up with clearly the Bar- Baroness's voice and is being a weirdo and he's not immediately like, he's the worst military dude ever. He's supposed to be like the, <laughs> like she comes up with some, she's like, oh, I noticed that the G.I. Joes are in the park. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know what you mean, ma'am. I've never heard of the G.I. Joes. And she's like, you know, an elite military operation. And like basically says what the song says about them and he's like i still don't know what he's like trying to play it cool and it's like dude there's a woman who sounds like the baroness rattling off facts to you in a very shady way about gi joe and you're not his hackles aren't even slightly raised i will say everyone in this i i do i do like this movie so far the 24 minutes that we watched but everyone is really bad at their jobs. Like in a second, like basically they abduct Hawk, Destro yep. and Baron as abduct Hawk. And again, they're terrible at hiding their tracks because A, they leave the rubber mask behind. They leave the mask behind. <laughs> it's expensive. It's I don't know okay. if you've ever tried to buy a real quality mask. They're not cheap. Because uh, to be fair, there was no reason for her to take the mask off except for the audience's benefit. No, no. And this this then, was actually something that I liked. He pulls it off her as he oh, falls okay. from the gas, oh, which okay. I thought I was cool that. because you're right. There's no reason in the middle of a park. I mean, gassing a dude is just is like going to draw enough attention if you then yeah, tear yeah. your face off afterwards. But he as he falls, he pulls it off, which I thought was a cool attention to detail. But then to leave it there and they leave something else too. I think the gas canister or something his, like uh, that. His goggles. Oh, his goggles. Yeah, it's his goggles and a mask, which it's only two giant things. Pick them the fudge up. Who are you? Race to Canis in his garage? <laughs> you can't clean up a little? Gina, this is it after being cleaned up. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen what it looked like before. <laughs> oh, God. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. This is it, the dreadlock cycle. Watch out, Joe, cause trouble awaits you. The dreadlock cycle's gonna devastate you. The dreadnox cycle has a swivel machine gun and carries four dreadnoks, and here's Zanzibar, the dreadnox pirate, meanest dreadnox yet. You can't escape me, air skiff. Hope I didn't dirty a nice uniform, matey. <laughs> Cobra! Yo, Joe! We the adventure of G.I. Joe. Dreadnox air skiff comes with Zanzibar, dreadnox cycle, and other figures sold separately. Yo, Joe! Now back to G.I. Joe. Uh, so we go to G.I. Joe. Destro then shows up. And honestly, like I'm after what Destro looked and acted like in Spy Troops, uh, visually, I mean, he looks so much better here. Like his mask was weird in Spy Troops. I'll just say it. It didn't look right. He at least has a semblance of something I would like to look at here. I um, still think it's weird happy. as crap. I think it is equally as weird as the last one. It's just weird in a different way. If I think I you're like the to dude, make a comparison video. <laughs> you're like the dude who like dated a real janky girl and then dates like a slightly less janky girl. Like you go from a one to a two. And when you date that two, you're like, oh my God, she's gorgeous. And everyone's like, uh, dude. But but it's still janky Gina. as hell. I love. Gina, how Gina, I think all women are beautiful. Let, <laughs> let me start there. I I love how Gina throws you under the bus. Is like, yeah, 
you had one janky girlfriend and then you had a slightly better one as if Gina hasn't had a string oh, of boy. absolutely nightmare boyfriends. And hey. then the next one comes along who is just slightly less of a nightmare. Hey, like, you can say amazing. You can say anything you want about their terrible, terrible, terrible personalities. But each one of those dudes was attractive. <laughs> I cannot Look, call that. Uh, here's the deal. She's not wrong, Chad. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and how dare you, Gina? I dated a lot of very solid fives, so <laughs> I'll have you know. No, for God's sakes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now we're just being weird. Um, let's GI Joe shows up after everyone's gone. To that, say I love it. Reuse the location. Let's do this. Uh, High Tech is there, who we just met in Ninja Battles, uh-huh. and he figured out Hawk is taken because he finds the goggles right there <laughs> and the mask. And a mask, yep. Yeah. Immediately, there's a call that comes in for Hawk from the President of the United States. Hold, They're like, hold is on. It, yes, yes, please. We, we need to discuss this. Uh-oh. I'm done, Dusty. You can have the soap now. Why? I'm <laughs> done, too. <laughs> Fucking Dusty. I love him. I love him. Self. And clouds of dust come up like he's a goddamn character from Peanuts. He is. He's yeah. Pig Pen. He's I do. Up I do pen. enjoy that. Like this is how he got his name, Dusty. He doesn't even use water, let alone soap. I thought that this was a, a funny little bit. I loved it. I flat out loved it. Thank you, Chan, for rem- reminding me of that. I did not no, write that down. I, I did not say that for. A, a oh yeah, no, Chan, you're right. It's fantastic. This, Jen, you, this, it's your favorite moment in any cartoon or media ever wow probably it harkens yeah. back to the days of season two deke <laughs> i am not a fan i liked it so the president's calling he says he needs to talk to hawk right now and they're like well we don't know where hawk is and they're like uh and duke's like i guess i'll talk to the president <laughs> like there is a chain of command duke you know if hawk's not here you got to take the call and one of my favorite, I'm I I'm not even kidding. I had to pause the show because I was laughing so hard on not intentional humor because the president of the United States, like we got a mission, we got a lead on these missing uh, adults. And he says, oh, great. I'm, I'm on it. And the president says, when was the last time you went to the zoo? And then the <laughs> camera f- focuses it on Duke as he like grabs the front of his chin lost in thought and the camera just slowly pans away for like five seconds and uh-huh. I literally lost my shit at thinking of Duke spending like real quality thought time wondering when was yeah. the last time I've been to the zoo he's like the president asked me a question I'd better answer it it's I incredible also <laughs> marked that point although my note was slightly different uh, it was just a series of exclamation points, and that's the act break. <laughs> like this is the thing they decided to put put all of this gravitas upon. I, lo- <laughs> I absolutely loved it. I'm no joke. I had to pause it because I was not able to focus <laughs> for a while after seeing that because because I, you were thinking of, you were trying low. to remember the last time you've been to the zoo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> To be fair, it was only like two weeks ago. I go to the zoo, Gina. I can't go to the zoo anymore. I, I get in my head about how the animals are treated, and it's not it's not it's not delightful for me anymore. I really was about to say, so you dated a zebra. <laughs> what? 
you couldn't go to the zoo because your you know your ex a zebra would be there. Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm, I'm going ridiculous now, Gina. I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. are you bit. suggesting that you would not want to work in the Uh-oh. zoo where this dude, this shirtless bow hunk uh uh oh animal behaviorist work (laughs) talk about this guy i can't i can't do animal stuff because i know eventually one of the animals in the zoo would die and i would have to kill myself because i would be too sad you know they have veterinarians right like yeah yeah Uh, uh, veterinarians can't keep animals alive if they're dying of old age (laughs) eventually an animal is gonna die alive though i do believe that's kind of part of the deal I can't even I tweeted this out the other day, but there is a there is a scene in The Last of Us. This isn't spoiling anything where there is a a, there are ducks in a pond. And I was like, that was the most tense I've been watching that show because you were afraid the ducks would get killed. Yes, I was like, because it's it's like in this like sort of half abandoned building and there's water and we go in and like the camera lingered on those ducks. And I thought that like something in the water was going to pull a duck down. And I was like watching from between my fingers. And you weren't concerned that they were maybe zombie ducks that would pass on the fungal infection. No, you can tell zombie ducks from regular ducks. Yeah. Thank you, Chan. If you can't tell the difference, you're quackers. Oh, Oh my God. There's like a dozen uh, pun responses I have to that, and you get none uh, of them. You know what? You can't because you can't you can't beat the master. That's right. Oh because God. I already won. Oh. You're down ten rows again. I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> that was for me, guys. Sometimes it's just for me, and uh, you have to understand and appreciate that. Um, we're at the zoo now, it's and uh, how often you say that to your wife. During and after sex. (laughs) Oh, Chan, married people don't do that. Zing. Stop it. That was a zing. Um, We're at the zoo, and I did like this with high tech, is that uh, they're like, well, the footage is too blurry, we can't see it. And he's like, hold on, I'm a tech guy. And he clears up the footage immediately and finds out the drones were there. So we're like, okay. And then they say, hey, something's happening with the bear. Let's get over there. And this is where we're introduced to Gina's future ex, Dr. Lincoln Talbot. Who I guess is a werewolf. Why do you think he's a werewolf? Because his name is Talbot. Mm. Oh. Do you know, how did you find Dr. Lincoln Talbot? Wait, which dude is this? This is the guy who works at the zoo. uh, Who's an, uh, as the, as the kids on the internet would say, an absolute Chad. Lincoln Uh. Talbot, the zoo's chief veterinarian and animal behaviorist. And, Oh, uh, yeah, I did. I did like that. He came in and he was like, I'm in charge here and I want you all to fucking know it because I just did 20 push ups right outside the door before I came in. Absolutely. I love that G.I. Joe's like, let's go get that bear. He's just like, that's my bear. I'm going in there by myself. A holes. Oh, there's in there. I'm yeah. looking at his action figure right now, which first of all, it says Wait, Dr. he has an action figure. Yeah, I'm going to I'll put it in the chat. It says yes, Dr. Please. Link Talbot. I like I'll put it. it in the Facebook chat instead of the Hot. Zencaster chat. Uh, Dr. Link Talbot. And he, he to me looks like a little bit like a, like a Michael B. Jordan type because he 
like Michael B. Jordan grown up from the wire. Oh yeah. He's, he's got a real serious expression on his face. Like he's a little bit haunted. <laughs> also, why is he, he starts out as a veterinarian, but now he's, now he's a Joe. Uh, well, a, this is standard fare for GI Joe where there's some dude they just <laughs> randomly meet like, Oh, you're a Joe now by the end. You're of a Joe show. now. It's a tradition. Yeah, we but he's like got a fucking gun. We need to talk about his job description, which is not veterinarian. It is combat veterinarian. His <laughs> job is to go into combat and feel <laughs> soldier animal. What the fuck is a combat veterinarian? Wait, are you? Is this? He has apparently has a file card on him. Yes, he does. <laughs> and let's let's not you, look at that. Let's save that for a future. Uh, know your joke. Wait, but for also sure. you you have to like post this uh, toy design because as this thing this thing points out in the last sentence, it says his elbow pads appear to just magically sit on his arms. Yeah, that's weird. And I'm there's a, there's a close up of it, and it looks real strange. I realize we're like talking on a podcast about boxer. things you guys can't see, but it's Ray terrible. will tweet this out. I assume I'm tweeting it out as we speak right now, quite honestly, because Dr. Uh, Link Talbot. So he must appear in other things other than this, I would assume. Well, there's there's one more miniseries after this where he could appear. OK, so. Yeah, I guess I guess maybe at the end of this, he he be, he he I mean, here's the thing. He, like they couldn't just make him a Joe, like a veterinarian on call for the Joes or something like an animal expert. They had to, like, give him a gun. Like all of a sudden, this adult man who has clearly studied quite a lot in his life, like is just like, yeah, sure. I know how to use a machine gun. <laughs> Yeah, and I also like that he's just in the, his figure is just wearing like a white sleeveless T-shirt emblazoned with the GI Joe logo because nothing speaks to top secret military organizations than branding. <laughs> oh, here's another. Uh, yeah, I'm putting another another link for you guys in here. But man, they, if only we had a video component of the show. <laughs> oh, he's from Massachusetts. <laughs> what? <laughs> Gina, I said, don't look at the file card. Is this the file card that I'm looking at? I don't think so. If you know where he's from. It gives no, it just gives no. It's just because the the designs are two totally different designs that I thought you guys should see. Yes, that is fantastic. Um, That is really. Okay, look, Dr. Link Talbot. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Anyway. So uh, Dr. Talbot shows up, and I did like that he's shoving the Joes around. I just thought that was kind of fun. And uh, uh, he's like, the, the, the bear is freaking out because he's got a bunch of tranquilizer darts stuck in his body. And so he's doing a move where, like, he gets he gets the bear to, like, throw a swipe, and then he dodges out of the way and then grabs a couple of the tranks. And he pulls that move, like, three or four times and gets all the tranks out. And he's like, yo, we're feeling good about this right now. Uh, oh, and there's a super moment. When Dukes basically says to Talbot, he says, look, you're going to go in there with that bear. I'm here and I can help you with whatever you need. And Dr. Lyle, uh, Dr. Lincoln Talbot says to him, yeah, there's something you can do. And he hands him his coat. Ah, yeah. Baller, baller. I love this guy. Um, This is where they find out that there's an empty like vial that uh, they figure out. Uh, it was one that uh, takes blood and tissue samples, which they also, by why, the way, but they know that's what's happening. Like, by the way, that bear has like fucking 
uh, syringes sticking out of him. Mm-hmm. No, he's the original cocaine bear. Let's just start right there. <laughs> no. But I mean, like, they don't need the other the other vial to be like, oh, shit, I think there's some foul play here. It's like a bear with three things sticking out of him. He's real pissed about it. And there and this is like another sort of example of like they are really hammering it home for the kids. You could just look at that bear with a thing sticking out of him and be like, shit, someone someone sedated this bear. But instead, they're like, oh, my God. Wow. Someone's been here. Look well, at it's this. like the it's like the Ramones saying, "I want my bear sedated." Chan, if I drive to your house now, do you think we could kill Ray within the next ten minutes? <laughs> With the power of our minds combined, absolutely. <laughs> There's enough rage now built up. <laughs> you know, people say Ray doesn't sing enough on the show, <clears throat> so I thought I would just give the people what they want. That is not a thing that people In snippets. Say. No one. Uh, no, I'm sure somebody says that somewhere. Guys, hit us up at GI Joe Podcast with hashtag Ray. I want you to sing more, and I think that's where we're gonna. That's where we're gonna find it. Yep. As soon as you get a single one of those, you just let us know. I need one, guys. Just come on, one of you, one of you nerds. Come on, <laughs> help me out. It's not happening. Okay, so we're in the lab now, and boy, we're taking a shot at your boy, Doctor Mindbender Chan. How do you feel about this? Yeah. If we had OG Mindbender, I would have great issue. But since it's just like uh, Mindbender Light, yeah, uh, Silicon Valley Mindbender, I don't give a shit. This is Doctor Mindbender you ordered off of Wish. That's what we got right here. (laughs) Yeah, it is following in the footsteps of the last uh, series or last movie or whatever. Yeah, this is same guy. But this yeah. ice base is cool. Like this, this cobra, the design for this cobra ice base. I mean, as cool as you can make something look with crappy early '90s computer animation. Uh, early aughts, think mid aughts, honestly, two thousand four. Oh yeah, that's point. that's what I meant. Early two thousands. Um, uh, real quick, but, uh, we yeah. we do get another shot of Talbot who sees the Joes leaving and says, "I'm getting involved. These are my animals." Although it's not really, it's the DNA of your animals. But I get what you, I get your point. And so no, Talbot they, they is stole. Ready to get they they like you know. He even said at some point like that bear could really hurt himself with those things sticking out of him. So yeah. they are putting his animals at risk. Yeah, and you know what? Like a, like a real G, he's going after him. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, let's go, Talbot. I did not realize he joined the Joe team, uh, or will join the Joe team. But I mean, to be fair, that is our rule. Like every miniseries always added. Like Quick Kick got added that way. Our boy Shipwreck, lest we forget. Shipwreck was added to the Joe team by just meeting him in a bar, you know. How did you not so, know that, Ray? Did you what? look at his chest? Dude, what? you don't you don't run into a person in a in a GI Joe cartoon who walks up to you and within seconds of meeting you takes off their shirt and doesn't join GI Joe. <laughs> no, that's a fair point. I should have realized right away. I uh, you know, I'm just out of practice, clearly. Um, we need to go back and start back again at episode one, I no, think. We don't. Um, we I think that's probably a thing we need to do. With new information, we'll probably have a lot more insight. Maybe based this on time we'll remember now. people's names. Yeah. Gina will know like five characters. Are you kidding me right now? It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> Only took seven years. <laughs> uh, cut to Cobra Commander. We finally get Cobra Commander in this episode at this ice base. He blows up a satellite. And he loves it. And I'm like, I like this Cobra Commander. He's a goof. He's an idiot. Uh, yeah, everybody's, I, he's like, he, I like he, him. he needs handlers. 
I like him I, again. I like I like the the voice that he's doing. I think it's yep. it's cl- as close to the original as you can get. Unlike some it's of these excellent. other voices, Mindbender, for example. But yeah, I like this Cobra Commander. I'm torn because on the one hand, yes, he is uh, uh, an interesting character. He's driven by something that is, is, is sort of clear. He, he sort of makes sense in the way he's presented. He's kind of a lunatic, kind of like unhinged, but it 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 tracks. It all makes sense as the character. Uh, what I don't like is after a few minutes, I realized that his energy is inspired by Jim Carrey. Mm. It's mm. very much a you know a mask uh, a, a, in in living color kind of you know. Mm. It's fair. Ace Ventura, which I I do not like at all. So I don't know. Uh yeah, he's he's a little over the top silly for me, but like I it, it's good it's good it tracks. It's fine. Uh they have Hawk uh, captured there obviously, and we get a return uh, of a Deke character and a new imagining of him as we get Overkill uh with the original uh crew, Overkill reimagined as a cyborg uh who doesn't quite have his poop together, and I'm he's here for it. Cyborg? I, I thought he was a straight up robot. I couldn't tell and because it seems like he had human components to him, but maybe I'm wrong. I really, yeah, I don't. I think he. I think he's part human, part part robot. Because doesn't he say something in a second about how like Mindbender is obsessed with? Not my job. Not my job. Mindbender's job. Not my job. It's Mindbender's obsession with organics that's holding back Cobra. Oh, yeah. maybe maybe you're it's right. Fantastic. Maybe you're right. Yeah, it's uh, great. Honestly, I like honestly, I like this version of the character already better than I liked the version in Deke era. I don't even right remember this character. character in the series so far. Oh he, wow. He, he is cool. I, I think he is pretty cool. Uh but I don't remember this character from the original one. Yeah, he was one of the very forgettable agents of Scar. I mean, we all remember Wreckage, and we all remember, I believe, Inferno, and Overkill was sort of the other one what? who had, like, robotic parts on him. No, and I'm sure he is from Deke, not from... Uh, um, he is uh, from Deke. Cream. Oh, I said original. Oh, Ray said Deke, and I, I, I did. when I yes, said original, right. I just meant I don't remember his original appearance. Yeah. You know what? I think you're right. Maybe he was G.I. Joe Extreme. Um yeah, that's, so, that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense why he would be forgettable. Oh, uh, extreme. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, the I bad see. one. The bad yeah. years. Yeah. No, extreme was good. No, extreme was bad. I thought, isn't extreme the 90s one? Extreme is the one we just watched, Chan, after Deke era that we all generally enjoyed. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're in, getting confused. Season two, Deke. And he is Deke era because he's the one that got defeated in kindergarten commandos yeah oh so he was uh his key episode in the series is the eliminator where he receives an upgrade via the eliminator chip to make him stronger faster and competent which makes cobra commander like him i had it right the first time he was a uh, uh, deke appearances the sword when he's sent by cobra commander to retrieve the sword of destiny from night creeper leader uh the lost city of gold episode which i do remember that kindergarten commandos he shows up to help Cobra Commander fight off a force of six small children <laughs> and fail and loses. Yeah, um, yeah, he's he's kind of shit. I'll just say it. He's kind of shit. There's a potential for a character there, and I think they're realizing that potential. And and good job bringing him back for this because I think he fits. Uh, he's kind of like Rain Man if he was a robot, and I, I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. 
So yeah, so we get him. Uh, we meet Mindbender, who I think is slightly better than he was in uh, uh, I Troops. don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean slightly better. Look, I, I he didn't make me cringe. Like he made me straight up cringe in Spy Troops. Okay, I was at least okay with him here. He didn't bother me here. Um, he has something called the Fang Blade, uh, which allows uh, Cobra, which allows the bearer to give commands. This probably would be important later. The Fang Blade is an item where they give commands to these new animal troops that they have. And so uh, he says, Overkill, uh, go ahead and take care of this. And Cobra Commander says, F Overkill, give me, give me the staff. I'm the one giving the commands. Uh, I, I am in charge here. And I kind of like that character moment for him. Um, and then Cobra Commander just starts fucking with Hawk, fucking with the animal man. Uh, he gets the animal, like, they, they turn this guy who they took prisoner, not Hawk, into, like, a hybrid animal person who's, like, savage and mm-hmm. put, uh, obeys Cobra Commander. And then they cut to, like, some plot stuff with Mindbender. They cut back, and Cobra Commander is teaching it how to poke itself in the eyes. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that that was, I, I will say, like, this this plot reminds me a lot of the of like how they create serpentor like their their whole thing is basically what if we took the dna from the most vicious animals and like injected it into a man into into some some soupy soupy stuff so like the first one they do is like you know a, a wolf like a gray wolf or something like that into this dude and the character design is cool i mean as cool as it could be for computer animation but like the dude yeah. has a little bit of a he looks like a little bit of a werewolf he has a little bit of a werewolf snout but this really reminded me of like the Serpenter plot, except instead of taking the DNA of the most vicious leaders, human leaders, they took it from animals. Uh, but I don't mind it. I don't, I don't, I think I like how wacky this plan is. I like, they're going to make a, an army of half animal, half like human soldiers. I kind of dig it. It's cool with it. As Cobra plans go, this is perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I feel like there is a tone here that would allow both like uh army of dr moreau uh, hybrids and cobra commanders just sort of like wacky uh three stooges hijinks combined with you know the gi joe's you know playing paintball with kids that could kind of come together and i'm waiting to see if they do manage to strike a good balance with that tone over the rest of this because it's kind of weird. It could work. I feel like it's not going to because they never do with this kind of show. So, mm. yeah. And and to be fair, then they take Hawk and then they, they plug him into the brainwave scanner. The brainwave scanner. So that's going to come into effect later. Look, they're setting up a lot of crumbs right now that they're going to pay off later. I have no doubt. We have competent writing team here, so that's good. So let's go to the Joe Brazil base, a place we have not been yet where we're introduced to Tunnel Rat. Uh, I like seeing Tunnel Rat. Uh, He was one of the highlights of G.I. Joe the movie as far as new characters that were brought in. So I like that we're seeing him here. They're doing something called an induction launch, which is they're not really clear as to what they're doing other than they're shooting a missile at an island, and I immediately get nervous they're just going to sink the island. That's that's not how islands work. Yeah. If you need to sink an island, you call Akuma from Street Fighter. Everybody knows that. Now... They shoot this missile at the island, which then creates a cloud over the island and causes it to rain. And I and immediately I'm just like, oh, that would be very useful. 
that would be extremely handy in the real world. And they agree they're trying to end drought around the world. This is what G.I. Joe does when they're not fighting Cobra. And I love it. That'd love be great it. if we ever mentioned that. They've probably done that twice in, uh, what, 15 years worth of uh, G.I. Joe's? More than yeah. 20? So that's not a great track record. Yeah, it... it... <laughs> If you fund people to do good things, good things will happen, guys. That's sort of how it works, generally speaking. Now, my two favorite characters now appear on screen. Uh, I don't know. I'll get your guys' takes in a moment, but we're introduced to two Cobra uh, uh, soldiers named Slash and Slice. I don't remember if these were the two ninjas that sort of sometimes appeared in Deke. I'll have to look that up. But they act and uh, act and talk and be just like the crimson twins except they're both ninjas but they absolutely have an affection for each other and they complete each other's sentences and they're the most polite characters i've ever seen uh, uh in a cartoon perhaps Wait. and they're always in deference to each other and i love them no no here's what i want to say about this <laughs> cuz their names are what slice and slash Slash and slice, yep. This, like, you're telling me that these two characters who complete each other's sentences have a, a weird brotherly love for each other and a head for business could not have just been Tomax and Zamot. I'm going to say it justice for Tomax and Zamot. They got replaced for no reason. I will say that... Uh, it is an atrocity that you would dare compare them to Tomax and Zamot, who are vastly superior. These guys are just a cheap ripoff of That's them. what I mean. I think that um, I, I see how, why they were changing it. Uh, and they kind of, but they liked the, the idea of the twins and sort of put them together. But they made them much goofier in a way yes. that does make them distinct. And I, I I, which is why I uh, 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 rankle at the idea that, you know, you would compare them because they no. feel different enough that, you know, I don't want uh, Tomax and Zamont's name being brought in here. They No, I think that they are a poor man's, they have enough similarities. Again, finishing each other's sentence, sentences was something Tomax and Zamont did. Being in the same of the same mindset even when they like press the button together at the same time i could see tomax and zamot doing that I, it just it just makes no sense to me that they had two characters ready made for this and for some stupid reason they said like tweak them a little bit and make them worse and you now the other thing is that now we're definitely not going to see Tomax and Zaymot. Like yeah. this has shattered definitely my not. hope that we would see them because they can't then bring in two sort of brotherly, you know, like characters who can almost read each other's minds after they've already done this. So I hate it. This week, my Zencaster name is Tomax and Zaymot's butts because justice <laughs> for Tomax and Zaymot would not fit on, on the Zencaster name. <laughs> So uh, no, I, I will say that that uh, one of the reasons why I love Tomax and Zamod is because they have this uh, brotherly love, this sort of, um, you know, like twin magic, whatever you want to call it. These guys are very clearly the first example 
of gay representation in the world of G.I. Joe. <laughs> These are this is absolutely a gay couple. And I'm here for that. That's what I want to say. No, first of all, I think we can all agree that Shipwreck is queer. He is at least bi. I mean he's 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 uh curious. I'll say that for sure. I'll give I'll give you I'll give you bi. I I suppose. I suppose. But I mean a full-on gay couple. These two are in a relationship. And it feels I'm, that I'm way. happy to see that sort of positive representation happening. <sighs> so so here's the deal. I just looked this up. So I was basically right. Uh, because in, in the comic books and in Deke era, there's a ninja pair named slice and dice, uh, who appear in an episode, um, they're in the, in the comics, they're Arashikagi clan, uh, or at least slices, uh, which is the storm shadow snake eyes, a ninja clan from Japan. And they have a whole bunch of storylines with them. And so slice and dice appear as ninjas working, uh, uh, you know, whatever in, in, in the Deke era. And of course, it, it is what it is. But Slice himself is re- uh, Dice is replaced by Slash, and they completely change personalities for Valor versus Venom. And I agree absolutely completely. They are aping Tomax and Zaymot. If you're going to do that, just use Tomax and Zaymot. Like, why? There must be some reason why not. Because they had, remember, they had a perfect opportunity to use them in Deke era and made a choice not to. They never appeared in Extreme, but that's not abnormal because that was its own thing. Here, you're you're right adjacent to them and you're not going to do it. It's a little bit weird. That said, I loved these characters. I... I loved them. The mm. way that the way that Cobra treats each other and the way that Cobra's treated each other for a very, very long time, civility is gone. So finding two characters who are kind and, and are in deference to each other constantly to the point where, remember, they're pressing an ambush button and they both want the other one to press it so they have the opportunity. So they agree to press it together. My heart is just, it, it's like the Grinch. My heart grew three sizes in that moment. I'll say that the only thing that I really wanted to have happen, I do think the names are bad. If you're going to change the names of them, you should have made them slice and Sierra mist. It makes oh, sense God that way. Slashes. Oh, I don't know. See, so you make fun of my amazing jokes. <laughs> and then that happens. I mean, that was a pretty good <sighs> joke. That was <laughs> upsetting. Yeah. Just oh, because yeah. you are a fucking cola nut. You know, you you can't have uh, software, uh, software, soft drink jokes about uh, lemon lime drinks. Yeah, we throw software jokes right out the window. Uh... Windows. I bet we only have one. You can only throw it out one window, Chan. Come on, don't be weird. No, he's making. Okay. (laughs) Gina was about to mansplain that. I was really looking forward to it. Very excited for it. I I can't know because it's it's not worth it. It's not worth worth explaining the joke to you that you don't get. So we cut back to Cobra right now. And uh, Destro says, okay, I've taken all your things here. We've got your animal troops. Uh, We've got your plan, Cobra Commander. It will take no more than three years to implement this plan and take over the world. And Cobra Commander flat out loses his shit. And I am giggling uh, uh, with joy. Yeah, I would lose my shit too. Three years is not a bad timeline for taking over the world. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, 
No, then he better have some other plans going on because we all know if he wants it, he wants it now. I, you know what? I, you know who I bet could get it done faster? Tomax and Zane Mott. Probably could, yeah. But look, three years is like the development cycle of a Call of Duty game. I'm just saying, take it over the world, pretty good. Pretty good timeline for that, you know. But however, they get the report in from our, my boys, Slash and Slice, that G.I. Joe invented this rain machine and Cobra Commander puts the pieces together in his head immediately and says, wait, how many Joes are protecting this marvelous invention? He's like, I don't know, four? He's like, oh, we're mobilizing all Cobra troops. We're taking that mother effort out. And I, we're, we're getting it for ourselves. And I'm like, I love this. I, I love all of this. This is just bringing me all the joy right now. I'm so excited, again, to have these characters back and have them kind of like what they're supposed to be a uh, very fun story for me. I'm I'm having a good time so far. Yeah, right. Justice for T and Z. T and X. T and X. T and X. T and TMZ. Justice for T M Z. Justice for TMZ. They're doing the Lord's work out here. <laughs> How else will I know when a Kardashian's driving the wrong way on the freeway? Justice for TMZ. I, mean, I feel like he, it'd be pretty big news if they were driving, if anybody were driving the wrong way on the freeway, it seems like something that would be reported. I mean, it was pretty when it happened. Yeah. Cobra shows up at the island with the bases, the Brazilian base, and they drop a targeted EMP uh, that affects all the Joe stuff, but are not we theirs. We're talking about, about the fact that they're in a an ancient mayan pyramid yes yeah and joe has how, set up camp in a, in, a, in a in a ziggurat how is that not uh considered like a historical landmark either listen, it should listen. be full of tourists or it shouldn't be touched at all because it's a fucking historical uh, architecture yeah you know what you won't worry about historical architecture when the droughts end around the world chan think of the children there's do, other ziggurats out there. Do, do they need a ziggurat to <laughs> they do not. make their they, weather dominator work? They absolutely do not, but they did it anyway. It's this real is weird. Shades of original series it's, when they were just blowing out temples right and left. Yeah, it's a cobra thing to do. That's what's weird about it. It's so what weird. What are they doing in there? Listen, I didn't even think about it until you said it right now. It didn't really strike me as a thing, but yeah, yeah, let's. Uh, that's what they did. Uh, so the Cobra has bats, laser troopers, and sand scorpions, and it is time to attack after blowing the EMP, which means all of G.I. Joe's equipment, get to that later, as well as G.I. Joe's laser rifles, uh, nothing electronic works, so all they have left to work with is grenades, which are not like digital in any way. So they have grenades working for them, and Tunnel Rat's like, yo, I'm the grenade guy, what a perfect setup for me. I will point out, Beachhead is one of the four Joes represented, as is Crazy Cajun Gung Ho, who I think yeah. was that Gung little... Ho. Yeah, That's it Gung was Ho. Gung Ho, who I had to like, I had to Google what he looked like in the original, and I like what? Why would they just not make this a new character if they like wanted this crappy Gambit knockoff character? Why make him Gung Ho, who already is established as something else? Like, it's not like with Doctor Mindbender where it's like. 
okay, they just got a crappy voice for him, I guess. But this guy is totally different. The designs look nothing alike. He sounds nothing like. His character is totally different. Why are they clinging to this name? It's so, it's such a weird choice. Was Gung Ho originally supposed to be Cajun? No, he well, wasn't he, he was like Southern by, or something. He was voiced by Chris Lada, which is also kind of amazing if you think back on it. Um, and he was just supposed to be a generic kind of tough guy, jarhead, yeah, you know, like, barrel hey, chested. Let's, I think in my mind, he was the first uh, gay representation in G.I. Joe. Just uh, I'll just had, yeah, because he looked like one of the village people. Yeah, yeah it kind of does. Uh, his real name is Etienne R. Lafitte. He's from Ferdinand, Louisiana. Oh. So I guess he is. I mean, Ugh, still stupid. Still stupid. No, they made they... a big deal. That he did Cajun cooking and stuff like that was a thing in original G.I. Joe, but he didn't sound like this to what Gina is saying. Also, like, what is his what is his character? Is he just supposed to be a man with emotions? Like, is that what he is? Because he like he like seems to like enjoy friendship. And the other guy is like, ew, dude, you're grossing me out with your friendship. I was like, I'm losing the thread of his character because if he is, I mean, he kind of reminds me of Gambit because Gambit's whole thing was like he was flirty with everyone right like not just women he's just like a flirty dude so i was like is this are they just making him knock off gambit at this point because like otherwise why is he you know he's like saying things to the guys like oh your friendship means everything or whatever it is and i was like this is such a weird character it's a little strange yeah i i I, look the one thing i will pull out of this scene though is that they changed Beachhead. They must have gotten the notes that we left after Spy Troops. He's no longer a surfer dude anymore, and his voice is a lot more like a normal Beachhead voice that we would all be familiar with. And I'd, I'll take Goofy Gung-Ho for getting Beachhead more correct. Uh, that's the trade-off I'm willing to make here. Mm. Not that Beachhead does a lot, but I was listening for him because I was hopeful that they would figure this out, and he had a normal sort of deeper voice, and not a, hey, dudes, what's partying? Whoa! Mm. Which is so wrong for Beachhead, it's upsetting. Yeah. Um, G.I. Joe is absolutely gets the shit kicked out of him. Look, they're blowing up a lot of bats. There's a lot of fun punching and grenade action because they're limited in what they can fight with. I enjoyed this fight scene. It did get a little repetitious, but it does end up with Cobra just overwhelming them because they just have too many troops. And too they take troops, over the base. Too many troops. Too many troops. And so uh, uh, Slash and uh, uh, Slice get to the control room of the Ziggurat. And I think it's Tunnel Rat there. He blows up the base behind him. Um, and they all drive away. Now, the part. this is the part that really I, I was like, huh? Because the car shouldn't work. Yep. <laughs> the car should absolutely not work. Correct. Uh, if all their electronics go down and don't work, the car should not work. I was really upset by this. I understand why the car needs to work, (laughs) but they could have used gliders to get away or something. Uh, you gotta stay, you gotta keep with your own internal logic. Um, Valor versus Venom. The car should not work. It made me upset. I would have appreciated if they had said something like, uh, good thing we have the, you know, we're prepared for that we had we have an old jeep that you know from like the 30s or something like that that yeah. doesn't have no, an electronic remember 
pyramid of darkness. Remember they took the USS constitution, uh, because it was, uh, you know, they had no electrical anything on it whatsoever. And so they were using that to go to Cobra Island. Like that shit's rad. Do that. Have a reason behind it, you know, but, uh, not, not this. I didn't like, I just immediately wrote no, <laughs> but they, uh, GI Joe blows up the, the ziggurat behind them, destroying countless, uh, antiques and history. But Cobra wins. I like it when Cobra gets wins, y'all. Cobra takes the temple, gets the pieces of machinery they were looking for, even though the explosion happened. It didn't, like, totally take everything out. And uh, uh, my boys, Slash and Slice, get a win. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This this feels like, you know, if you're going with, if this is the end of Act 1 here in this movie, yep. since we've chopped it up into three, yeah, the, the good guys should be in, in a little bit of danger here. I like that. And they have a little scene with the Joes. Tunnel Rat says, I'm staying. This is my responsibility. This is my base. Uh, you guys have to go in person because all our communications equipment are taken out. So you guys got to take the long way to hook up with some Joes and tell them what happened here. Uh, but I'm going to stay and keep surveillance. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. And then we cut back real quick before we end this to uh, Cobra. And Cobra needs access codes in order to uh, operate these uh, devices. And they say, how are we going to get these access codes? Oh, wait, we have Hawk in a brainwave scanner right now. We can get the codes. Ha ha ha, twirling mustache. And that's where we're going to end uh, uh, part one. Valor versus Venom, y'all. Uh, I do, again, just want to reiterate uh, one thing that I genuinely think is kind of cool. Yes. Uh, gung-ho. But as soon as we report, we're coming back for you, huh? That's a promise. Gay representation, 100%. Gung You're seeing gay representation everywhere in this, and I think it's wishful thinking after I, that episode of The Last of Us. I f- <laughs> okay. No, I haven't seen it yet. Look, Wait, but what's happening? Look, I th- that may have something to do with it, but also I watch a lot of Matt Baum videos, and there is a lot of uh, uh, stuff like this, in fact, actually, like, legit, um, where writers put stuff in to slide it past the censors or what what have you, and sometimes you know you can't really tell, and sometimes they do it by just like pushing things a little bit further than you would strictly expect from a situation like this. And man, I don't know, I don't know. It feels like there's no reason for Gung Ho to like grab his arm and say, "We're coming back for you." That's a promise. I loved it. It feels, I loved it feels it. like there's a relationship there that's more than just friends. I like a Joe team that cares about each other. Right? I like a Cobra team that doesn't care about each other. Those are the two things I want out of my G.I. Joe. <laughs> but also I want Slash and Slice in my life because they do care about each other. And I think that's beautiful. There you go. Uh, every, everything about this made me happy, guys. Uh, the the animation was better. Uh, I know me and Gina will disagree with, to the extent of how Ray, much better. Chan it was. also disagreed. Chan even yeah, Chan even said virulently. I gave it that it was a little bit better than the last one. Chan just said it was trash. I, I think if I had the wherewithal to make a side by side comparison video showing you exactly the why and how it's different, you'd be like, oh, all right, yeah, that's night and day. But it's fine. I'm not going to stress it. I'll just say it out loud and know that I'm right. Hashtag. No, I'm not going to do nope. it. <laughs> I would just edit dope. that out just so you know <laughs> mm-hmm. I almost mm-hmm. never touch this uh, file once it uh, gets over here I would edit that shit out 
<laughs> For all you know, I said it just right there. We don't know. Did I? Did I not? Did Chan edit it? <laughs> Who can say? Anyway, how are you guys feeling about Valor versus Venom so far? I've given my thoughts. It's passable. Uh, I I enjoyed it. I I mean, I still hate the computer animation and I thought that it was a little more, you know, like childish than the last one. Uh, It definitely was. Yes. But, but I still, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was a good story. I I like the, I, I I hope we get to see a lot more. I want to see man, bear, pig, human soldiers. Uh, I I want to see what other kind, I want to see what the scorpion man looks like because I assume they took some scorpion venom at some point. Let's see it scorpion dna yeah i'm excited to see all these freakish also i hope they turn hawk into a literal hawk oh they're not gonna make him into a cool animal i want them to and i want the joes to like i want the last shot to be like him back with the joes but he's still like a hawk man and he and like the joes are like don't worry buddy like no matter how long it takes we'll find a cure for this and then hawk just goes ha and then that's how it ends. Nope. And, and they remember, need to cross him with a snake, and he needs to say, "What's up, man?" And Cobra <laughs> Commander's got to go, "Huh? How's that feel, bitch? Huh? How you like it? Ah, <laughs> wait, wait, good, is it? Wait a minute, ah. Hawk didn't even do that to him. That was Cobra Law that did that to him, not GI Joe. Don't care. Do not Doesn't give. Care. Does not look. care. Uh, I, I will say." That uh, it is shades of that uh, iceberg goes south episode. I believe that's what it was called uh, in original second season of GI Joe when iceberg gets spliced with DNA and becomes like a goddamn whale. Remember that one? <laughs> was it a killer shark? I forget. But he like turns into like a Shamu and it's crazy. That episode is crazy. If you haven't watched that episode of GI Joe, go find that one. It is wild. And it's very reminiscent of what we're doing here with a human uh, animal DNA splicing. Uh, a lot of fun. It's a fun thing you can have fun with. The people on the island of Dr. Moreau, they look like they were having a good time. I don't think that's true. Mm. Hmm. Well, you know, looks appearances could be deceiving, so. The ones who got to have sex with cat people were having a good time. I bet they were. Hot. You can find us in many different places online. For example, facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Y'all, for you patrons out there and the ones who've been with us all the time, we're going to add some more features because we feel like we need to add more features. So we're going to start adding video Know Your Joe segments to the Patreon vault on a pretty consistent basis going forward. Um, we didn't have one ready for this week, but we're going to start doing them next week. But so it's just going to be Ray twerking. So de- decide how you yeah. want to spend your Patreon money now. It's what you asked for, like repeatedly <laughs> over and over again. So if you're interested in some uh, weekly Know Your Joe segments uh, or other fun, F. Mary Kills making a comeback. Yeah, we're doing all the things again. We heard you, so we're doing it. We're also going to do at some point a Patreon live listen and episode of the uh, audio drama, the tripwire audio drama that we talked about. We found the YouTube video. Uh, it sounds like it'd be very, very fun, uh, a thing to do with patrons. Uh, and so we're going to be setting that up at some point in the near future as well. So, so we got some good Patreon stuff coming. If you want to come be a part, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. We appreciate honest to God, each and every one of you that have stuck with us and are on there. Uh, we want to start delivering more content to you uh, as our way of saying thank you. So thank you for that. Uh, otherwise on Twitter, you can hit us up at G.I. Joe Podcast. 
uh, or individually, I'm at Almighty Ray. I'm at North Hollywood. Come yep. find me, y'all. Oh, this is going to lead to murders. I'm at Gina Ippy. I don't know what that bit even was, to be honest. He's with not you. on little... Twitter anymore, so he had to say, I'm at North Hollywood, come and find me. And I was saying, that's how people get murdered. I don't know if it's going to be Chan getting murdered or doing the murdering, but someone is going to get murdered. Well, look for Chan and myself at Bouncing Funland. Is that what that place is called? I, I honestly, I have like seven different names for it, and I think they're all wrong. I, I mean, that's basically that's what that's it is. That's the weakest name I've ever heard. That sounds like some crap from like a season two episode of South Park that's supposed to be like a bit. Like, we're going to Bouncing Funland. Honestly, it's, that might be actually correct then. Uh, now that you say it that, like that. Uh, K-pop store in the uh, Panorama City Mall. Where That's I right. got a gigantic enamel it's, pin of Soundwave. It's amazing. It's he had amazing. to buy it. I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do with it. It, it props itself up. So it's a perfect desk iconography that goes with your six uh, pop figures. I, all um, uh, superheroes, uh, POC superheroes, right? Mostly, yeah. 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 There's also uh, uh, David Diggs from Hamilton up there, too. Who is, I mean, he is a superhero, really. I mean, who's arguing? <laughs> that's what i'm saying right now um but anyway that's our show part one valor versus venom the next two weeks expects part two and part three and then yeah patreon folks keep an eye out because we're going to start putting up some video content for you to enjoy and i hope that you uh enjoy it if you guys have any ideas honestly and this is true if you have any ideas for bits you want us to do for cartoons or ideas you've you've had uh what would make fun bits uh we'll we'll take them we'll, we'll try them out we'll see if they work for us uh, just hit us up at G.I. Joe podcast or you know how it works. You tag each of us individually. Just tweet at Channing Sherman. He'll tell you what's going on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and that's how you get a hold of us uh, and not Chan. Don't put that he... labor on Channing Sherman. He's got more important shit to do. <laughs> he does. Don't make Channing but Sherman I'm also... do our emotional labor. <laughs> he deserves better. Damn it. Wait, now that he's not on Twitter anymore, does that make Channing Sherman the new Chan on this show? Oh, on social media? Yeah, I guess. I guess. I can't imagine there would be another person with Chan in their name on Twitter. So for Gina Ippolito and Channing Sherman, this is Race to Canis signing off for Knowing is Half the Podcast. Ugh. Hello, dear listeners. Do you enjoy playing video games with your best friends? Then I have the pod for you. I'm Philip, host of The Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. Each week, my co-host Nave and I break down a cooperative experience in gaming. And we are always looking for new co-op partners to join us. So come play with us on The Gaming Together podcast. So I'm standing over this toilet taking a piss and I'm playing my Pokemon and I dropped it in the toilet. I remember the Game Boy just tumbling into water.
And I remember screaming for my mom, trying to get this Game Boy. Wait, how old are you? And she yelled at me. She yelled at me. Oh and I was my god! Like, traumatized. I was like, no, my my Pokemon. That's gaming together, a cooperative podcast. Come on down, co-op partners.